Hey, this is Joe, and welcome to season two of the Jesus Talks podcast. I am so happy to have you here listening. We are walking through a four-week series called What I Wish I Had Known, a relationship series. I am, again, so glad to have you listening. My prayer is that the Lord speaks to you through this and that you can leave this series four weeks from now different than you came. Enjoy this episode. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I was covering my mouth, so it probably sounded like some megaphone action. Nonetheless, what's going on, everyone? This is your first time on the podcast. It's wonderful to have you here. This is your 11th or 12th time in the podcast. Still wonderful to have you here. We have a good topic today, an exciting topic, talking about breakups, breaking down breakups to, to play off of my title, and we are certainly going to do exactly that. But before we do that, I just wanted to kind of provide some clarity on what this series has been, what you're hopping into if you're just jumping right in, because right now we're on part three of what I wish I had known a relationship series, which is basically a compilement of some of the things relationship wise that me or the people around me or the people close to me fell into and and had to walk out of that we wish we had been told about sooner by the church or by a leader or by a parent or, or a spiritual mentor. So it's like, hey, if we can hop in now, talk about some of this stuff and maybe prevent some of you guys or some of the people that you'll be able to tell from going through this, then I think it's a win. And the first week talked about pursuing purity and just the importance of being pure and staying pure in a relationship, which is definitely something everyone should know and I wish I had known. And the second week, last week, was was striving for sanctity and just the importance of sanctification, how sanctification applies to our walk with Christ, but also how it applies to our dating walk with whoever that person is and into marriage. And week three is a little bit different from the first two because we are taking a specific week this week to talk about breakups. And I'm excited for that for sure because, man, I've been through some breakups. I think everyone has been through some breakups. When I look at the DMs I get and, and the topics it a lot of times has to do with, you know, like, hey, I just went through this breakup. I don't know how to, what to do. This person did that, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to try to hit everything. I've compiled it into four or five parts that I think will encompass every part of the breakup and every question that we usually have. But before we do that, um, I have to say a couple things. Number one, so coming up in the next couple weeks, me and Ellie Hoyt, she is an Instagrammer evangelist freaking pastor um we are going to do a instagram live series over the next couple of weeks talking about just some of the big topics that we have as christians we're talking about drugs worldly culture fleshly culture addiction sex marriage the gospel everything we're talking about everything So we're going to be going live together. We haven't figured out the exact days and times, but just be on the lookout for that. Number 
who I just wanted to thank you guys for being for being awesome um, and for bearing with me through this weird season. You know, I've definitely been busy, but I've tried to be consistent on Instagram and be posting and be sharing. I actually just shared something yesterday. Wait, I guess. Yeah, you're going to be, if you're listening to this on Monday, the day that it was released yesterday, if you're not, then a little bit longer than that. Um, the Lord has been convicting me a lot about, you know, my public profile and how I curate it and how I handle it. And I don't know, he's just convicted me lately in, in the sense of, you know, it's not that important for it to look good. It's just about, you know, the Lord working through it. So done with Lightroom, done with the edits, done with all that stuff. It's just posting what makes me happy, posting the people that make me happy and just sharing with you guys what the Lord has been doing. So hopefully y'all are along for the ride with me on that. Um, I think that was it. Yeah, cool. Um, we're going to get into the topic, but before we do, I'm going to pray for us. Before I pray for us, just make sure you guys um, share the podcast with someone because we all know someone needs to hear about breakups and how to handle breakups. Also, um, you know, drop likes, drop comments, all that very shallow crap that you're like, don't say that. But, you know, it actually is really helpful because my goal with this podcast is not to grow in numbers, but just for someone who needed to hear it, to have it land in front of them or land on their phone or land on their Instagram and maybe be changed, maybe have the Lord work in their life because of what he is speaking and, you know, I don't want people to miss that, especially when it comes to topics like breakups and relationships, because, man, so many people do them wrong. So many people mess up simply just because they didn't know. So I never want anybody to be able to say I didn't know. And that's the goal of this entire thing. So, yeah, if you feel led, share with somebody. That'd be dope. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this time. This time is yours. It belongs to you. The same way this podcast and each and every one of the people listening to it, we, we all belong to you. We are your children. God, we love you so deeply. We just welcome you in this place. We welcome your presence. We welcome your conviction. We welcome your wisdom. We pray that you speak to us uniquely in this next 20, 25 minutes and that you deliver to us whatever you want to deliver to us, God. Let the spirit just evidently flow and convict as it does. And we are open, God. We are open to receive. We love you. We deeply care for you. And we pray that you empower us to continue to carry out your gospel and your commission and your commands to all of the unreached and to all the nations, God. We pray that in your name. Amen. Amen, amen. Like I said in the first couple minutes, I've tried to condense it into like five, actually four, four big points. I'm going to read those out to you and then we're going to get right into it. Number one is why you should or should not break up. Number two is how you should break up if you feel called and feel led from number one to do so. Number three is how you should handle it after. So the next couple weeks, months, even years. Number four is what's next. So where your focus will lie. I think those are four great points that kind of, I think in their own way, catch everything. But yeah, we're going to dive straight in to number one. So why you should or should not break up. So obviously, if you're in a relationship, this is helpful. If you're not in a relationship, it's still helpful. Hopefully, I can give you some aim, some things you should be looking for, some things that should be red flags. 
I know we have that red flag challenge going around. Maybe this will help you. So we're going to dive into Ephesians 5. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And all of his letters are different. His letter to the church in Ephesus is mainly and basically doctrinally based. He's like reminding us of all the core key doctrine um, and, you know, some, some really important wisdom that is just applicable to the Ephesians then and to us now and to everybody in between. So this is in Ephesians 5. We're going to go verses 5 through 7. Paul is basically giving the Ephesian church commands, kind of talking about what it looks like to walk in the way of Christ, to walk in the way of love, versus what it doesn't look like. We pick up in verse 5. First, he says, For of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Number seven, verse seven, therefore do not be partners with them. Verse eight, for you were once in darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Yeah, so that was verses five through 11 of chapter five of Ephesians. And I wanted to start with that because Paul is basically taking morals and character traits and he's saying, here is what you should do. But then here are some of the things that you should be looking at, aware of. And when it comes to breakups, I think we have to first revisit our last two weeks. We've been talking about, you know, purity, sanctity. We have to understand that dating is saying, hey, I think you are somebody that I could marry or that I want to marry. So when we start dating, we are walking hand in hand with the goal of getting to the point where we now become one in flesh and in covenant through marriage. And we are now contributing to each other's sanctification for the rest of our lives. So dating has a serious weight upon it already. And obviously I say it and every time we talk about dating, dating isn't specifically in the Bible. What we do see in the Bible is we see wives, sisters, we see how God wants us to treat women so we can take all of that. But in dating, since we know the goal is marriage, since we know that what this should end up in is marriage, we look at marriage kind of almost as the model and example. And I think what Paul speaking about character and, and the character of people really led me to is point number one, which is that looks are going to fade reputation is going to fade, wealth is going to fade. All of these things are finite, but character, character remains. The character of someone, the way they act, the way they talk, the words they speak, the things that they think, the things that they say, who they lay themselves out to be publicly, privately, all of those things are going to remain. So I think that your aim, number one, should be focused on their character. Because you're not just marrying them for what they look like. You're marrying them for who they are. Who they are is going to raise your kids. Who they are is going to be the person that you are one in flesh with for the rest of your life. So that's important. And when we're thinking about, you know, facing this and basing this off of breakups, I think if you're in a relationship and you are with that person. You know you're with that person because whether they had a lot of money or they were just super nice, super funny, super cool, or maybe they were just really attractive. 
and you're like, man, I don't really know anything about their character. I don't know that I've seen their character or maybe I have seen their character. And I mean, there's a lot of red flags, but I like them, blah, 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 blah. This is something I, I would advise you to stop the podcast right now. You know, press the pause button after I finish saying this and pray, pray, God, reveal their character to me. God, show me their character. Let me look upon them, not with a lens that is worldly and showing me all of the pleasurable, all of the fake finite things about them that bring me temporary joy, but show me the eternal, show me the character, show me if they replicate and reflect Jesus. Ask God for all of these things, pray about this, have a deep conversation if you have to, but this is so important. That's why I put it at number one, because you are dating their character, not just what they look like. Instagram is super cheap. You know, you guys can take all the couple pictures you want, but at the end of the day, that is the person that you're going to raise children with. That is somebody that you're gonna be with for the rest of your life. And I'm hammering this point because it's so important for you to know their character deeply. And if we know their character and you know it's bad, like I said, still be prayerful about it. And in point two, we're gonna get into how you should break up with someone. But this is the number one thing I think for me. If I look at their character and I'm like, that is not the character of Christ. That is not the character of Jesus. That is not someone I want to raise my kids, that is not someone I wanna spend the rest of my life with, that's probably a good of reason as any, but we'll continue on. So number point two is kind of multifaceted. And I said, don't stay in relationships with someone you don't. And then I have three precursors. So number one, don't stay in a relationship with someone you don't respect. Respect is huge. When we look in Ephesians, if we continue on in Ephesians 5, Paul lays it out for us in instructions for Christian households. It's like verses 21 through 33. And he's talking about submittance and how the wives are supposed to submit themselves to their husbands as they do the Lord. Husband is supposed to love the wife as Christ loved the church. All of this comes down to respecting God. God gives us these roles. He gives us these, this almost caste system of how a family and how a household is supposed to look. And he does this for the intention of us doing all of these things to respect and honor him. So again, it leads us past the very shallow, what they look like and into, do I respect them? Because as a woman, if you're a woman listening to this, you, when you become one in flesh, when you marry this person, you are committing yourself to being someone who submits to them because you're supposed to submit yourself to your husband. That's the way that God has laid it out. And now we can use another podcast to talk about what submittance is and isn't, but what it is in a very short term is it is the woman saying that I'm going to respect my husband's leadership. I'm going to respect that God set us apart to serve out certain roles to complement each other. Side note, when, when God created Eve, Eve was created from Adam's hip, you know, from his side, because they're supposed to be side by side. They're supposed to walk equally in submittance to each other. I don't think it's saying, oh, women, you are to submit to men and to you know, be faithful to their every need because men are given just as big of a task because we are supposed to love wives the way that Christ loved the church. So we are supposed to love our wife, the person that we're with, to the ability that God knows how to love his people. And, And that's a huge, crazy love. So there is give and take in both of these things. But to return to number one, don't stay in a relationship or be in a relationship with someone that you don't respect and that you don't see yourself continuing to respect because you are called to submittance. So if you don't think that's somebody that you could ever respect enough to submit to, big red flag. Number two, don't stay in a relationship with someone that you don't trust. Trust is huge. I didn't really pull out a Bible verse for this one because I think this one is super self-explanatory. 
trust is trust is giant because again when we're in a relationship we're trusting that we are going to commit to each other we are going to love each other we are going to help each other draw closer to christ we are going to help each other stray from temptation we're going to help each other be pure we're going to help each other pursue sanctification we are going to lead each other in the right direction hold each other accountable correct each other you hear all these things i'm saying that all comes with trust and if i can't trust you and you can't trust me to do that that's a relationship that is absolutely bound to fail. I think all of these kind of come back to the same point, which is what is your aim? What are you looking for? Because if you're looking for a bunch of very worldly, temporary things in, in a boyfriend or a girlfriend, in the long run, it's gonna mess you up. It, it's like an ethical egoist in uh, Christian ethics, which basically, I know that sounded Spanish to some of you. An ethical egoist is basically someone who is always looking internally with the decisions and the moral decisions that they make. And when they do that, they don't think about the long run consequences of their decisions. They think about the short term pleasure of their decision. I think that's, that's, that's us for a lot. That's dating for a lot of us. I mean, I want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be alone. I want to have somebody to post on Instagram. I want to have somebody that will say they love me, somebody that I can kiss, somebody I can hold their hands. And we're thinking very short term, but we're not thinking long term. Do I trust this person? Do I respect this person? Is this someone that I can follow? Is this someone I could submit to? Is this someone whose character is reflective of the character of Christ? Think about all those things. And then number three, don't stay in a relationship with someone that you don't make better and that doesn't make you better. Because like we talked about in last week's podcast, dating and ultimately marriage is joining together and helping the other one pursue sanctification, pursue holiness. So if you don't help that person pursue holiness and they don't help you pursue holiness, that is the fattest red flag. There is more red flags than an Alabama tailgate, as my cousin loves to say. So think about that. Do I respect this person? Do I trust this person? Is this someone who is going to make me better? Is this someone who is going to help me follow Christ in a deeper and more profound and intimate sense? If any of those three things sound wrong to you, again, pause this podcast, pray, pray a lot, ask God for clarity, and ask God to show you the true colors of whoever, whomever you are with or wanting to be with. And then point number three in why you should break up is this. That is someone that you will be in oneness with. This is just a reminder. This is someone that you will be in oneness with. In Ephesians 5, We'll, we'll head down to verse 31. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one in flesh. You are no longer your own person, but you are now inside of a, a covenant, a commitment with goals, with aim, with instructions from God on how to handle it. You are now one with that person. Their sanctification process is your sanctification process. Your sanctification process is their sanctification process. All of their problems and their issues, that's now a part of your life. Their student debt is your student debt. I'm saying you are now one with this person. And I know when you're dating, you're not officially in oneness yet. That's why dating is so important because there is a commitment there, but not a lifelong covenant there. We are we are able to break up as Christians, but divorce is something that God takes a lot more serious. So I want you in this season to think about all these things. If I can't see myself being one with this person, if I can't see myself, you know, living the rest of my life in just this eternal covenant with my boyfriend or girlfriend that I have now, red flag. All right, so we, we've had all of these 
red flags. We've talked about the why you should break up. So we're going to go to number two. Now we're under the assumption that you've decided, you know, I, I need to break up with someone. Or maybe you're being broken up with because of these things. And that's a whole other perspective, but you can listen to it all the same. How we should do that, what that looks like, how we do it as Christians, because I think a lot of Christians miss this. And they miss it because there's not a specific verse in the Bible that says, thou shall break up with this person in this way. So we're like, okay, because the Bible doesn't specifically talk about this exact an individual entity, I'm going to create my own version of the Bible and do it my way. And when we do it our way, we do it in a way that's going to be as prideful as possible. We do it in a way that's going to benefit us, help us, make our life easier. And the thing about it is as Christians, everything is external. Everything is pointing out. We are supposed to serve others, love others, care for others. And I think one of the hardest things ever to do is to break up with someone because it's difficult and it's hard to show someone love in that time, it's hard for them to see that, they, that you care about them and that you love them and that you have this deep, you know, any kind of affection or honor towards them when you are doing something that's ultimately bringing you guys apart. So that's why this is important because your character and the way you carry yourself, that's everything. And breakups, you could be an amazing person, but the way you break up with somebody and what happens in and after that time can, you know, taint you for a really long time. So number one in this is honor up, down, and all around, we need to honor someone when we break up with them. Now, again, a lot of people like to do breakups their own way. But when, for me, I look to the scripture and I'm like, okay, since there's not a specific verse on breaking up, God does tell us how to communicate with people. God does tell us how to love people. God does tell us how to treat other followers of Christ. So we, we have something at least that we can look at as kind of our meter for me, I look to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy rocks, by the way, read that, chapter 2, verse, you know, let's do, let's do verse 21. Mm, actually, no, I don't want, I don't want to do, I don't want to do verse 21. I want to do 2 Timothy, yeah, we'll do 2 Timothy too. So 2 Timothy 2, verse 20, in a large house, there are articles, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made wholly useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with stupid and foolish arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach and not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. So that was 2 Timothy 20 through 26. It's a lot, but what I want to focus in on is verse 25, verse 24 and 25. 24 says, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach and not resentful. Verse 25, opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. So what I see there first is you must be kind to everyone. And in other translations, it says you must honor everyone. 
So this is specifically what, what Timothy is saying, and this is specifically in regards to someone who they're calling an opponent or somebody who doesn't love Christ, somebody who you, who you are not against, but someone who doesn't know the truth and doesn't stand for the truth that you stand for. And I'm assuming if you're breaking up with someone, there is some kind of reason. Now, it could have just been a, hey, God called me to break up with you kind of vibe, which, you know, we've all heard. But part of honoring them is recognizing that it's not just your job to honor them, but it's also your job to redirect them and to lead them to Christ and to lead them to the truth. Now, this is something that's going to be super situational because sometimes if, if, if they're a huge red flag and it's somebody that, that isn't following Christ, there's a certain way that we could communicate them that changes. Whereas if it was somebody who was following Christ deeply, if it's somebody that's following Christ deeply and we have a position of, you know, any kind of importance in their life, we have the ability to say, hey, I love you enough in this to like honor you and correct you and help set you towards the knowledge of the truth, like it says in verse 25, and, and hopefully God will grant them repentance. So that, that's the hope of why you're doing it. Because if I ghost you, if I just stop talking to you, you're not gonna know what's wrong. You're probably gonna go down an even worse path. But if I can set us up to where I need to break up with you because it's not what's right for me, but I can also share with you what happened, lead you to truth, lead you to alignment with truth, there's freedom in that. And there's growth in that. So if you truly love everyone as we're called to love everyone, that's, what's that, that's what that breakup is going to look like. Now, what happens is a lot of us, we want that for, for the other person we're breaking up with. You know, We want them to grow. We did care about them. We did love them at some point. We want to see them succeed. But it makes it a lot harder during the actual breakup itself because... Let's be real. It's hard to call someone out. It's hard to tell someone the truth, especially if it's a truth that you know is going to hurt their feelings. So what happens, and you guys probably can all attest to this, what happens is a lot of us, we will bend the truth or we won't share why we're really breaking up with them. We'll come up with an excuse that makes them feel better in the moment, but in the long run does not help benefit them at all. I've been guilty of this so many times. And for me, you feel like you're doing the right thing, you know, because you're like, well, we're Christians. We're supposed to love everybody. What I say to them may hurt their feelings. So I can't say it to them. But you have to think about it. If I'm lying to them, if I'm misleading them, if I've, if I've been given an opportunity by God, not just to escape into a new season, but also to help lead somebody into alignment with truth. And I choose because in the moment it's hard and it's a hard conversation. If I choose to lie, if I choose to not share what was really on my heart, then I'm doing them a disservice, a disservice but I'm also doing God a disservice. Because what if God has placed you in their life to be the person that communicates them? Think about it. Big events are, are what change a lot of us. If someone breaks up with me and they're honest with me and they're like this, 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 and this, for me, I mean, I may be upset, but I'm going to think about those things. And we're like, dang, next time I'm in a relationship, next time I'm thinking about a relationship, I better look at these things and make sure I have them in check. But if you're just like, hey, I have a hundred red flags with you, but when I break up with you, I'm just going to say, oh, I'm just not ready to date or it's not my season to date. Yeah, they may feel a little bit better and feel like they didn't do anything wrong, but they're still going to be standing in a place of, of, of misdirection. They're still going to be standing in exactly what they're standing in before, and they're going to make the same mistakes. And I'm not going to say it's all your fault, but you had the chance to align them with truth and you didn't. So the reason I, I pulled out this verse was because it's so important because in verse 26, it says that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive. So when they're living a life that maybe isn't of Christ or there's parts of their life and there's parts of the way they're acting inside their relationship that isn't of Christ, they are captive to the devil's schemes. They are captive to his lies. And when you honor them enough to handle this situation 
in a way that's loving and to care for them and to call them out and to correct them and to share with them why you could help them come to their senses. Like it literally says, that's so easy. It says it. They will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil. You could be the person that leads them to repentance, that leads them to what God has for them. So I know this isn't probably exactly what you wanted to hear. You probably wanted me to just say, hey, call them, text them, say we're done and be done with it. But the honoring thing to do is to call them to be better, is to love them enough to lead them in the right direction. Now, situationally, they may not, they may be some like strong and great follower of Christ and you just know it's not the relationship for you. And if we're in that kind of thing, I would say it's super easy. Just be clear and communicate with respect and with honor. This isn't in the Bible, but I will say this. Please don't text them or call them. Have that conversation face-to-face because having a face-to-face conversation where you clearly communicate what you're feeling, that is one of the best ways you could possibly ever honor someone. If you, if you honored somebody enough to date them, but you didn't honor them enough to be honest and break up with them in person, I think that that puts you in a place where you're kind of in the wrong. And I don't want to say you want to do all this stuff to make sure that you feel good and that you feel happy, but it definitely is going to hurt you, especially if you know that you could have done it better. So again, if they're, if, they're, if they're awesome and it's just not the right place, you know, make sure you're communicating clearly. But if it's somebody that really you feel like has misled you or is in a place of wrong or needs correction, then honor them enough to have that conversation, honor them enough to challenge them and correct them, honor them enough to be civil. I think honor is best exemplified through the person of Jesus Christ. So we see Jesus in his ministry, right? Jesus, and this, this isn't relationship necessarily in the, in the terms that we're thinking of, but this is relationship in general. Jesus and Judas, right? Judas was going to betray Jesus. Jesus knew this. Yet Jesus still let Judas sit at his right hand. He still taught Judas. He still let Judas witness miracles. He still let Judas witness healings and signs and wonders. He brought him along. He loved him. He fed him. He cared for him because Jesus honored him. Silly example when it comes to romantic relationship, but it's something to think about and at least meditate on. If Jesus knew his enemy and he still honored him that well, when we find out that somebody maybe isn't who we thought they were, maybe isn't somebody that's gonna be in our life forever, we definitely are called to honor them. Jesus was the perfect exemplification of honor. And we need to be thinking about all of this in the exact same way. How can I best honor this person? How can I best lead them towards Christ? Even if it means that our relationship is ending. We're gonna get to number three, but we're gonna take a quick break first for an ad. Howdy, howdy. We're back, we're back. Obviously, I hope that you just love that ad so much and you're going to get Anchor and start your own podcast. That would mean the world to me. But okay, let's dive right back in. So we had our first two. Number one was figuring out if I need to break up with someone. Number two was saying, okay, if I do need to break up with someone, what does that look like? And number three and number four are kind of tied together because it's all right. What does the after look like? Once we have broken up, once we're done, how do I set myself up for success? How do I handle this in a way that's honorable? How do I, you know, develop a new aim, develop better standards, all that great stuff. And I got a whole freaking, I don't know if, some people get mad that I say freaking. I I feel like, I don't think that's bad, but you know what? We'll try to avoid it. (laughs) I got a lot of scripture for you. 
or this one. If you hear me, you hear me flipping to my to my verses because I forgot to flip to this one or mark this one. We're gonna head over to Psalm 147 because there is certainly a lot of Psalms. Now, one specific verse. It's verse three, and when we're thinking about number three and in our what we're talking about right now, how should you handle it after? The first thing that came to mind is healing, right? We hear this all the time. We hear a lot of people saying, all right, you know, now that I've gone through this breakup, now that I'm single again, like it's time for me to heal. We love to say like, it's time for me to heal. I'm healing. I need to heal. But what does that look like? We're going to get into that. Before we do, let's pull a verse out that represents that. Psalm 147.3, Jesus, speaking of Jesus, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So who heals? Jesus heals. I feel like we're in Sunday school. Jesus is the ultimate healer. Jesus is the ultimate provider of healing, of peace. He, he's taking our wailing, our mourning, our pain. He's turning it to dancing. He's turning it to joy. We've heard this. He is the source of our growth. He is the source of our healing. He is the one that's going to take what we learned in one season and push us forward into a new, better season. So when we go through a breakup, he needs to be the first person that we look to. He needs to be the first one that we go to. When we wake up in the morning, we're with him. When we go to bed at night, we're spending that time with him. Jesus is going to be the one that helps you heal. Now, the people that take forever to heal, I would argue, maybe maybe that's just the season you're supposed to be in. Or maybe you don't exactly choose to do what we just talked about. Maybe you look for some other sources of temporary pleasure because you're hurting and you're prolonging and delaying the healing that Christ has for you. And it's real, you know, if we've been in a super long relationship and we get out of it, naturally we're used to functioning inside of a relationship. We don't know what it's like to be, it's been so long, right? All these new things, a lot of us are tempted to say, maybe I should move on super fast, start dating somebody else. Maybe I should, you know, just spend the rest of this time just like looking for someone better. And all of that stuff will come in time. But what I will say, this is kind of just a, a side note. When we break up with somebody, one of the most important things in the world to do is to honor them in that initial season. In that initial couple months after the breakup, they're hurting, you're hurting. And obviously you have no responsibility to have like a certain time limit on like, I won't talk to or date anybody until like blah, blah, blah. Timing is something we need to really give to God in this season. But what I will say is you were given a job to protect their heart and to honor their heart and honor their walk when you started dating them. And that doesn't end just because you guys stopped dating. Obviously you're not in a relationship anymore, but we are still to love people. And one of the best ways we can love people, like we've continued to say is to honor them. And one of the best ways we can honor somebody post breakup is to make sure that we are taking our time to heal and to spend time with Jesus, not to rub a relationship in their face, not to be posting pictures a week later with somebody else. All of these things are things that I've done, things that other people have done. You know, it's easy to mess up. A lot of times we ask ourselves, why is it that like there's such a negative connotation that's placed upon, you know, like an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend? And I think it's because a lot of times right after the breakup, somebody, whether it be the boy or the girl, does not do a good job of honoring the other person. So now if a breakup is done right, you know, you should eventually be able to, after healing, of course, to have some kind of friendship or relationship. But the reason that never happens, the reason we are always never friends with the ex is because somebody doesn't honor the other person. 
So what I would say, and this is just free, free advice, not really scripturally based, but free advice, make sure you're taking some time to be by yourself, to spend time with Jesus, to grow, to heal, to ready yourself for whatever your calling is. And, and don't be all crazy on social media posting about it all the time and, and rubbing it in somebody's faces because that's not a really good way to honor them. But right, let's hop back on healing after my super long side note. Jesus is a healer. We know Jesus is a healer. So that is going to be, sorry, I backed away from the, <laughs> from the recorder. Healing is going to vary case by case. It's different for every person. If you really weren't hurt, you just were like, hey, you know, this is, person isn't the person for me and I need to move on, it may be shorter. If they deeply scarred you and emotionally did a lot of things to you, you know, it may take longer. What I will say is to never try to put your own timing on top of healing. A lot of us love to say, okay, in a month I'll be healed. All right, in a month or two months I'll be ready to date. Once I take this two week period to heal and to spend time with Jesus, I'll be good. That's us trying to put standards and trying to put timing into the words into the mouth of Jesus when he says, I have a completely different plan for you. So lean into Jesus in this time, lean into his will, his calling, his timing. And I promise you it'll be more successful in the long run. Number two, we talked about healing. Now we're going to go back to uh, the good old New Testament. We're going to slide on over to second Peter, which Again, I know I say this about probably every verse. Second Peter rocks. And we're going to be in Second Peter 3, verses 17 and 18. It's right at the end of Second Peter. It says, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, forewarned, be on your guards that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. Verse 18. Put your listening ears on. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. So we had healing. Now number two, the word that hopefully stood out to you was, was growth. What comes during healing and after healing is growth, right? If you are one person in a relationship and that relationship is super unsuccessful, you could throw a lot of blame on the other person and say that you're fine. Or you could say, you know what? I'm going to grow and be more prepared for whatever is coming next. And the easy thing to be able to share with you guys to make sure you know that we all need to grow is this. We are imperfect. And a result, a direct result of our imperfection is that there will always be something that we could grow in. There will always be something that we could do better in. There is always something that we aren't exactly A1 at, more like A2, A3 at, and we can get it up to A1 level to speak in, in video game terminology. So what you need to know is this, pursue growth, right? You're healing, but part of healing, healing and growth should go hand in hand. I'm healing and I'm growing. A lot of times you'll grow without even trying just during the healing process. Because as you heal, you recognize things about yourself. You're able to maybe cover up some wounds. You're able to have them be binded by Christ. You're able to learn. But one of the most practical ways of growing is, hey, get in your word, spend time with God, pray, quiet time, give him more of your day. All of these things are super simple. They sound super Christian. You're like, hey, read your Bible. But they're true, man. Like they really are true. Just to break it down for you and make it sound more personal and less podcasty. Spend time with God. He has a lot for you. And a lot of times 
Awadi has for you has been blinded by the relationship in, you're in. So once you're finally by yourself, there's some probably some things that you can recognize that you wouldn't have recognized when you were with somebody else. The same way that when we read a scripture and then we read that same scripture a year later, it can have different application, different meaning. The same thing applies. Way you read something when you're in a relationship may completely change when you read it alone. So growth is super duper duper important. And it should go hand in hand with healing. That can be a point you write down. Growth equals healing, growth and healing together. That, that's the way to go. And what I can tell you is if you do one or the other wrong, it can be detrimental. Because <laughs> if you're healing but you're not growing or if you're growing but you're not healing, they'll both come back to bite you. So the importance of not just taking one of these and running with it but also applying them both to your life is awesome. I'll give you a little bit of my story. So I was in a relationship from like freshman year of high school to junior-ish, maybe senior year. So it's pretty long. Um, I definitely wasn't really following Jesus at all in that time. You know, I thought I was, but I don't think I was greatly. But I made a lot of mistakes. I was definitely the person that she would have been listening to this podcast right now and being like, oh, red flag, red flag, and would have gone and broken up with me. So I, I, was, I was on the other side of the spectrum. But one thing that happened is, you know, even when you do do a lot of things wrong, you know, there's still hurt in a breakup in general. And for me, I was just like, I'm going to grow, but I didn't think about healing at all. And because I didn't think about healing at all, two years down the road, three years down the road, I was still hurting from that relationship. And it was because I had never pursued healing. I was just like, I'm going to grow past it. I'm going to go on and do new things. I'm going I'm to change churches. I'm going to make new friends, like all this stuff to try to help myself grow. But there was never really an internal healing. So line them both up together and you're up for success. And then number three, Second Corinthians six fourteen. we all know the verse, you know, do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. It's simple, healing, growth, and standards. You need to raise your standards because if you broke up with somebody for one of the reasons we talked about, there was red flags, that means that your aim for the next person needs to change a little bit. And now I don't have to talk about standards too much because of what I gave you in the first half of the podcast on number one, talking about character and respect and all that stuff. You have a pretty good gauge of what you're looking for. And also in the previous podcasts, we've talked about what to look for. So now it's just to make sure that your standards line up with biblically what we are called to want, what we are called to be in. So know that standards are important too. It's good to even write them out. Bree, my, my manager, my agent, literally the person that runs my life, she does this cool thing where she goes into her notes and she writes down, here's my 10 non-negotiables. Like through my time with Christ and what I've learned, these are the 10 things that like I know I need in a husband. And then here's five things that I can maybe compromise on, but like are still important as well. And she has it written down. She's like, these are my, she's like, literally, these are my standards. So if I look at this and I'm like, this person doesn't line up with one of these things and they're all biblically back. She's like, that's not the person for me. And she's able to switch off of it so quickly. And I think that's such a cool thing to do. So free advice, do that. And now we're getting on to number four, which is the what's next part. What's next? We talked about healing, growth, and standards. That is, that is your what's next. But in the long run, number four is just for reminders. And here's my first reminder. Know your worth, right? Know your worth. Just because a relationship doesn't mean, work out doesn't mean you are any less called to be in a relationship in the future. It doesn't mean that God doesn't like still have a wonderful and beautiful plan for your life. It doesn't mean that God still doesn't want you to find that person to get married, to be able to experience all the great things that he has created for covenant. 
you are still worth so much because you were created and defined and validated by Christ, not by other people. A lot of us lose worth when we're in a breakup because we listen to the opinions of others. What I say, if they didn't make you, they can't define you. And when you insult the product, you are insulting the manufacturer. God made you to be exactly who he made you to be. And when you don't like that person, when you look at that person as less than they are, you are insulting the one who made you. Number two, have aim. We've already talked about this. Know what you're looking for. Prepare yourself so that when you do find the right person, you know. Number three, wait on God. In this season, there may be some waiting. I'm not gonna promise you that you'll break up with somebody, you'll have a great one week of healing and you'll immediately find the love of your life. Sometimes it's gonna take a while. So when you are waiting on God, we'll get to number four. And my last part, pursue calling. God has still given you a wonderful and beautiful call. He's given you two actually. He's given you a vocational one, which is what you're gonna do with your life, your work. That's calling. But he's given you an eternal call your primary calling, which is the great commission and the fulfillment of the great commission. So you will always be able to spread the word of God. You will always be able to pursue your vocational career, whether that be school or work or ministry, whatever you want to do, you have plenty to do. Don't think that your life is defined to finding the person you're supposed to be with and being married. That is not your entire life. That's a small part of it. It's going to be a great and fun part of it, but it's a small part of it. So don't sell yourself short. I hope that all of this was just extremely helpful. I know a lot of it you may be new, but hopefully there's some things that you needed to be reminded of and that you can take into your calling and take into your aim and what you're looking for. Again, like I said at the beginning, my prayer is just that you guys share this with someone that needs to hear it. Maybe you can anonymously share it with someone that you feel like is in a relationship that may need to hear this, but we won't, we won't, we won't let them hear this part. But no matter what, you know, I pray that this reaches you. I pray that the Lord spoke to you through this and that, you know, you're able to just continue to develop your knowledge of, of relationships from a completely biblical standpoint. You know, it's very important to me that you're not just hearing my opinions, but that you're hearing the word of God and the word of God talks about all of this. The word of God stresses the importance of honoring people. The word of God talks about how we are to love before anything else. The word of God says that we don't burn bridges, but we help people become better. All this is biblically backed. And when, if it's ever not, you know, I know the Lord will stop it. So I, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Um, be ready for week four, the last week, next Monday. It's coming out. It's going to be fire. But this one will be out, um, you know, Monday night at seven, which you guys will be hearing this maybe right at seven or maybe a long time later. No matter what the case is, y'all rock. I appreciate your listening. I appreciate your love, your comments, your prayers. It means the world. It's humbling. It never, I never want to grow numb to it. So thank you. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Hey, I am so glad you listened to my episode. Thank you. I appreciate your support. I love you. Jesus loves you. I'm praying for you. If you need any specific prayer needs or anything else, you can always DM me at the Jesus Talks podcast on Instagram. Have a great day.